Hi there, and welcome to Not Just Reality, a podcast dedicated to good, bad, and maybe embarrassing TV. Hi guys, and welcome back to our podcast. I'm Tamara. And I'm Jade. Hello, beautiful people all over the world. Join hands, love train. Uh, we're here, another week, another Married at First Sight recap. Mm-hmm. Looking Welcome back. To yeah, this was a jam-packed episode. Goodness, I don't think it was like full of drama, but it was just a lot of content. Mm-hmm. Which, I it agree. seems we're either feast or famine with, with these, this, <laughs> yeah. these episodes. It's either nothing or everything. It was uh, just before a lot. We get t- <laughs> before we get too far gone... Any updates from current cast, previous cast that we need to attend to? Um, honestly, I haven't been seeing much. Um, I was over on our Instagram page. Um, nothing really was popping up from some previous contestants. Um, it's been pretty quiet. So, yeah, nothing. Hmm, great. How many pages do you have? Oh, my God. I have uh, seven pages of notes. Ooh, seven full, like to the bottom? Yes, of the- to the bottom. I actually had to bring up the spacing so I could get to seven. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> How many pages do you have? I have uh, caressed the top of page six. I have Whoa. four whole lines on six oh on the God. sixth page. You so. usually have, like, two pages. You usually have, like, three. Uh, <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. You guys, you're so in for a So we have a treat. lot to say. <laughs> I mean, this was a labor. Oh, my of, God. It was a lot. Yeah. But honestly, you know, it's it's good. Like, we get an actual psychologist into the mix. It only took 14 seasons. Um, mm-hmm. So really mm-hmm. excited. Really excited to talk about that. So, yeah, let's jump in. Let's get to it. Whew. All right. Have a, have a sip of water. Mm-hmm. Let's see. We kick off this is episode nine. Are you gonna gaslight me? Oh Ooh. God, that was so uh, <laughs> <laughs> We kick off on day twenty, and today, or I guess this episode is about how do what does it take to fall in love? How do you know yes. when you yeah, how, how do to you fall know? in love? Something like, wow. Just that, just yeah. How do you know? How do you know when you're in love? Yeah. So we get these very uh I guess they're routine now. I guess the show is more structured than it was, where it's like every episode kind of starts the same way. And yeah, so we've built structure over the seasons. But uh, we start off with a couple little clips. We see Morgan and Ben. Apparently, they're at the gym at 730 on a Saturday. Some gym with some outside yard component. It's giving jail, but... They, they have to some like gyms it. like that here where it's like, you know, jailhouse um, workouts. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. It's exciting. Yeah, that's a very, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I don't want to be on the yard. <laughs> well, that's where trying they worry. And she was like mid squat. I was yeah. like, are we not? But I guess. Okay. I think, well, Ben was saying that she's playing a date for him. And so he was excited about that. Uh, Miguel is making omelets for Lindy. Mm-hmm. It looks like Kristen and Mitch are going on a walk with Luna. This is their first walk together with the dog somehow Wow! at day 20. Some people do not walk <laughs> their dogs though. So yeah. I've seen people just go out and just get on a patch of grass and let their <laughs> dog pee and then get upstairs. I'm like, wow. 
just no, yeah no so, so i don't know if she's if she's just been walking her dog or maybe like they just i don't know what happened Stasha hands Nate a shirt that she bought him. It's in just a package. It's not wrapped up anything. There's no rationale behind it. She's like, oh, I got you this shirt. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and then we see Alexis and Justin with, it looks like some kind of peel, face peel they have on their mm-hmm. face. And Justin's trying to figure out all the steps to the skincare routine. Alexis has a lot. She's talking about laugh lines and lip scrubs and all kinds of things that she's going to have Justin doing. And he's just happy to be here. Um, so that's where we're at when we first check in with everyone. Uh, very quickly, we transition into Morgan and Ben's date. It looks like she has planned a mermaid school date. So basically, they show up to a pool. There's a mermaid at the pool. They put on their fins, their tails, and they swim around and try to do, like, mermaid stuff. Yeah. Apparently... Both people can swim, so everyone looks happy. And he's just, you know, wants her to be happy. He just wants her to be happy with him. Mm. So the bar is low. But anything you got from any of those scenes? Um, She said that every little girl's dream is to be a mermaid. Um, Is that true? Do you you want to be a mermaid? I don't know if I ever thought about being a mermaid. I don't know if that seemed realistic, like something I could do. I mean, because they're not real. So I was like, I mean, when I did go through a phase where... I watched the show like so weird on the Disney Channel. <gasps> I loved so weird. And oh I my swear, goodness, let's have a pause to talk about that. Okay, wasn't there an episode about sirens <laughs> and how like they yes, were, like yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now I did think that was cool because <laughs> they were like singing these men to their deaths. <laughs> oh my goodness, that one episode, that little black girl went into a coma and then she had to like trace her oh, path back. I was that's like, this is deep. Classics. They don't make classics shows like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think that show is actually on Disney Plus. Maybe I want to say I like went Stop back to it. watch it more recently because I was like, I really missed that show. It's, that was it's, a stand up. It's pretty dark. I mean, like for like, it's like a real show. Look, this is how you knew you were gonna be into like true crime at a young age when you were like, show me all the paranormal, all the weird. Hello. But literally, when she <sighs> thought when she saw when she talked about these mermaids, I was like, I mean, I guess I was kind of into the sirens, but like that yeah, was it. I mean, they're similar. They must be like the good and the bad. But, right, right, yeah, right. I think a lot of girls had like Little Mermaid phases, but I don't know about. Oh, being I don't think a I did that. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that was a, a a fine scene, I guess. I don't know, really <laughs> cute. I was just like, all right, whatever. Um, yeah, it was nothing really notable happening. Everyone's just smiling and swimming. Fucking weird. Um, so then we get into Kristen and Mitch. Um, they're in the kitchen preparing breakfast. Uh, Luna is like humping the Tempur-Pedic bed. Um, Mitch is cooking. He's dicing up some onions and spinach. Um, he tells Kristen that he received a new position at work and I guess he's training the girl who's like taking his old position. And so he's just plugging on about his policy stuff. So then he asks her about like what her life goals are. And she says that she wants to focus on him and her and wants to have babies soon. And then she wants to get to a point where she isn't working for a company um, she does want to be an entrepreneur. She has a real estate license. And after she has babies, she wants to flip houses. So she wants to take a beautiful home and give it a sustainable edge. Mitch says mm. that, you know, environmentalism is not just, you know, about the environment. It's about social justice. And, you know, a lot of this is gentrification. Like these prices are pushing people out and only the rich can afford them. Wow. And he asks, you know, if she can keep that in mind when she's trying to fucking flip houses. 
Um, and she says that she's going to pour herself a glass of wine. Mm. Did you get the part where he's like, um, well, I think that's great, babe. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I remember hearing it and I was just like, I think he was like trying to placate her. Yeah. It It just didn't go well. Well, honestly, like, here's the thing. (laughs) <laughs> He's not wrong. Like this whole notion of like flipping houses and these and you know don't don't you know don't get upset with me ladies, but these white women who like start flipping these homes, going into these areas that are you know being priced out by rich white people. I I just do we need another person in flipping homes? I mean, you recommended that home flipping show last time, so pot. Um, but I, I mean, that's like, all that's on the TV. I mean, literally, if you look yeah, at HGTV, true. like it, it's a lot of flipping houses. I mean, if you want to get some inspiration, I mean, you're gonna come across some shows where they flip in fucking houses. Now, granted, I mean, I don't know. There are some black people flipping on HGTV. Not a whole lot. Not yeah. the majority at all. And I guess I but, just hope that if you're going to flip homes, like, I don't want it to be in an area where, like, you're pricing people out. So, like, if you, you mm-hmm. flip a home in, like, a random, you know, road or something or a random neighborhood, like, that's fine. But, like, I think because I've been in areas where gentrification is just rampant, I, I do think he has uh, a little bit of, you know, cause for concern mm-hmm. for another, you know, person of non-color right. to start flipping homes in San Diego where the prices are already kind of high. Like, why? I like, forgot how much she made for a second. Because um, I was like, well, can she really, like, flip-flip a home? But she really could flip-flip a home. Um, but then it's like, why? Like, why do you want to flip a home? I, I... Okay, so a couple of things. I'm not sure why, like, where this came from. I don't know if, like, she's been influenced by Stasha. I was like, I don't know. Well, yeah, but, and wasn't it strange because she was like, she wants to focus on men and then have babies and then start flipping homes? I was like, what? I guess. But then when she also was like, and they can have a sustainable edge to it, I was like, you're pandering to mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Did you really think about that before? Like, what's the sustainable edge? You want to flip sustainable homes now? Is that what Bo- you're trying to both do? Both of them are just, just like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. I don't know. They don't know. It's It's tense. I think... Although, like, Mitch with his extreme environmentalism, I feel like that is tough to navigate mm-hmm. at all it times is, of day. It is. It is. Um, but, yeah. We see every couple get, like, a knock on the door or there's, like, wine and a card set up. They're supposed to be exploring what it would take for them to fall in love. Mm-hmm. And so this is just one of those drop-off exercises um, that someone in production leaves at the door them to do and they're all supposed to do it with no guidance from any kind of professional and so we then see Sasha and Nate they're at the pool so they have a little wine not a wine basket a little picnic basket with their wine in it Mm -hmm. I guess they may have champagne um (laughs) did you see the candles can you have candles that close to the pool can you have candles near a pool I don't know it just it was it was interesting like I guess I'd never seen candles so close to the pool like that but I mean I guess it's I fine. think if they fall in it would just go out yeah which is fine I was just like interesting I never I never saw that so, yeah, yeah I mean they had a better setup than everybody else who just had like a little yes. note on the door so <laughs> I was like oh somebody put like pillows and a picnic basket out here mm-hmm. okay 
So Sasha starts us off strong. She wants to know where he's at with falling in love with her. So like on the spectrum of like, don't like you at all to like, I'm in love with you. Where are we at? How close? She's trying to gauge it. And he's like, I'm like inching towards the middle. So like four out of 10. And she's like, that's like 40%. And he's like, yeah, 40% out of 100. <laughs> and she's like, well, how can I get closer to 100%? He's like, eh, I think it's just like time. You know, we got to get to know each other. Blah, blah, blah. He asked her, and she's like, I'm almost at love. I'm like, like an eight. And he's like, well, I feel like an asshole now. Um, does it hurt your feelings that, you know, I'm not at the same place as you? And she says she doesn't want him to just say, something to make her feel she doesn't want him to just say like what she wants to hear which is a lie um but he's like I just don't want to be overly excited and this triggered something in my brain because y'all remember when Justin first told Alexis that he loved her mm-hmm. and Nate was like I think he's just excited about, yeah. <laughs> about the marriage and so I think Nate uses excited in place of like infatuation so he just doesn't want to be overly excited so Stasha tries to navigate the situation, I guess, a little bit more. And she says, but it's a commitment. It's not a feeling. It's just like what Pastor Cal said. And you choose to love someone. So I think she's, like, taking that and ran with it at this point. She asked him about the last time he was in love. He's like, it's been a while, like maybe high school. I haven't <laughs> felt like that since since I've been a grown-up. Um and so she asked him what would keep you from falling in love and he's like not much he said we just haven't done a lot together like i haven't like traveled with you and i gave all these examples of things they haven't done together and she then says like but it's not like a timeline it's not like i have a timeline for you to fall in love with me like if you don't fall in love with me by decision day like i'm gonna say no but it's kind of like that <laughs> and so sasha what's going on her girl sasha we're on day 20 assuming we're still on the same day but nate has his hands full and i guess at 37 i can see like what sasha saying. like come on what are we doing but you don't know him but as well uh, i know right like <laughs> no like it's been two and a half weeks and you're and you want him to already be in love she needs him to be at a nine since she's at eight he needs to be at a nine no, this is, I'm just, I'm, no, it's just, it's a no for me. <laughs> like, how you gonna make me agree with Nate? It's, it's, a, it's a bit, it's really pushy, because even though yes. he's saying, like, what he feels, she's like, but you need to feel this way. Like, right. remember what Pastor Cal said, like, weaponizing Pastor Cal, like, he is, you know, someone to tell Nate how to feel and when to feel it, but, mm-hmm. whew, yeah, off a to lot. a great start here. Yeah. Um, so then we, goodness, why am I taking mention, Kristen, this whole episode? Um, so they are chatting, um, about, you know, their vision of marriage and love. Um, she starts talking about how being married is way better than being single. And then she's like, do you agree? And he's like, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Um, so then he says that all he really wants is to be in love and to get love in return. And he sees that they have a lot of compatibility Um, and he can see them really making it. She says that her ideal version of marriage isn't very far from where they are right now. Um, She says that she is happy, and sometimes he drives her crazy, Um, and she felt like earlier in that day she was trying to be vulnerable, and he was being goofy and playful, and she just wanted him to listen. She says that she wants to live a plentiful life, but then he says that, you know, everything in moderation, just because they can afford it doesn't mean they need it, 
And then she just keeps pouring wine. She's going to be so drunk because she just keeps pouring wine to everything he says. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> yeah. They're on two different pages, even though she's saying, like, oh, this I is mean, the best thing ever. I mean, they're a book. <laughs> yeah. She keeps being like, oh, this is great, girl. You need to be real with yourself. Yeah, I don't like that she continues to just be like, oh, my God, this is so great. Like, oh, this is, you know, this is probably, like, better than being single. Oh, my gosh. Like, this is, like, my ideal mm-hmm. version of marriage. It's not, Kristen. Like, stop. Yeah, that's the part where I'm like, are you trying to convince us or yourself? Or are you trying to convince hey, Mitch? Like, this is I don't think Mitch is buying that bullshit, truthfully. No. I, I mean, I don't know your husband <laughs> that well, but from what I've seen from him on TV, I'm like, he ain't buying it. Girl, take us into Alexis and just. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, these two goofballs. Um, apparently, they are. One of them has a hookah. I'm gonna bet it was Alexis's hookah. Um, they are smoking hookah for their question and answer portion thing. So she asked him if he's ever been in love. He says he thought he was, but not anymore. Alexis is like, you know, why'd you think, like, why'd you think that? And why don't you think anymore? And he's like, well, I would do anything for her. And I was like a yes man. I lost my opportunity to her at 20. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> he lost, he lost his opportunity to her at 20. Alexis is like, oh, late bloom. <laughs> he's like, wow, Alexis. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> that was the part that almost stopped me from saying it. Because her reactions like, wow, are just. kind of late bloomer. <laughs> He cannot feel sexy talking to her. because She should have asked her when she lost her virginity. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, that's a good, I'm sure it might have been before 20 because she called him a late bloomer. Right, clearly. Um, <laughs> he says he was trying to wait for marriage, and I guess that just didn't happen. And she says that he says that that girl dogged him because he would just say yes and do whatever she wanted, even though he wouldn't want to do it or wouldn't be interested. She just took advantage of that. And so Alexis sets up a question and she essentially asks him uh do you feel like receiving love from family members was one-sided or like a two-way street and he says oh yeah it was definitely one-sided he says his dad was in and out of his life and he just really wanted to please him and so anytime he would like see his dad he'd be trying to like you know get that uh like affection and affirmation from him mm-hmm. alexis then asks what Justin thinks about the idea of like falling out of love. Can you fall out of love? And he says, yeah, I think it's possible. Alexis says that she doesn't think so. She's like, once I'm in love, you know, if I'm really, really in love with you, I can't fall out of love with you. And so Justin asks if she can tell him how much she loves him right now. And she's like, at this moment, he's like, yeah, she's like, I can't, I, I feel uncomfortable. And I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Goodness. Um, so she's like, I feel uncomfortable. I felt really alone in the candy store. And we get like a flashback of that scene when they were set up there, <laughs> when they set up those chairs and had that conversation. And he ended up shutting down on her. Um, and she's like, I want the security back like I felt on the honeymoon. And I felt like, you know, we were on the same side, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Alexis is very turned off right now. I think Justin is, like, searching for some, like, something, like, tell me you love me. And she's like, no, I can't, which is, oh, like a knife to the heart. 
Well, it's just so interesting because I think at one point he <laughs> says he knows he has to gain that security back and he deserves to be working towards that because it happened for a reason. What does that mean? Mm. He deserves no to be working just... towards that because it happened Why for a reason. Why that? I'm like, mm-hmm. do you know what what the, what words come out of your mouth? <laughs> like, what? This is probably why Ben should not be listening to Justin because right? Justin doesn't know what's happening in the world. <laughs> ben doesn't know, so it's very much the blind leading the blind. Truly. Um, so yeah, this was just tough. Anytime Justin starts talking, I'm just like, I need more information about like. No, it makes sense everything. in his head. So I'm like, what do you? What's going on? <laughs> So, yeah, so we transition into Nate and Stasha. Um, okay, so this is, where are they? Are th- they're in they're the kitchen. At, this yes, is they're after in the, the kitchen. Pool. Yes, mm-hmm. this is after the pool, because I guess we just got to keep talking about it. Um, they, I think he's, like, cooking. Yes, okay, cook. he's She's cooking. washing dishes. <laughs> so Stasha says that Pastor Cal was talking about having measurable goals and how she feels like Nate wants to be in the moment and not have those specific like measurable goals in terms of emotions. So then he's like, what are you asking me? (laughs) And I'm like, I agree. Um, She wants to know what his measurable goals are in the marriage. And he says, does love have to be measurable? She wants to make sure that feelings are being moved forward. And he says that he just knows that they are in a good space and he wants to get to know her better. He says he is committed to the relationship, and she says she needs love. He says she is playing devil's advocate with the love thing, and now they are going back and forth. She asks him if this is if this is their first argument, and he says that she's trying to get his intentions the wrong way. He feels manipulated. She says Ooh. that that doesn't feel good, that he said that he feels manipulated by her. And then she's like, well, do you feel different about me now? I don't really... This was a barrage of questions. It was very strange. Like, basically, she was trying to, again, gauge, like, whether or not he's closer to falling in love with her and how she can measure, like, when he'll be ready to fall in love. And he's just like, what the fuck? It's so direct that it is uncomfortable. (laughs) So uncomfortable. It's like, okay, so you're not in love with me, but how... How can I measure that? How do I What can I do today to make you feel different? Should I, like, massage your feet? Or should I, like, cook your dinner? And then you will move up to, like, 60. And it's like, girl, it's it's not the way love works. No. Like, it just feels like she feels... She's so pressed. Mm -hmm. And it it feels very desperate. And it I don't is giving her, desperate. It's giving like fatal attraction. Desperate. Yeah, and I don't want that for her. Like because she she doesn't need to be that. Like just let it be. But she it, can't. She can't. She just can't. So, yeah, it's just it's a lot of desperation in the house. So and he just looks so annoyed because he's just like, what is wrong with you? I and I'm sure. Say. And I'm sure after the cameras are gone, he's like, no, seriously, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like what's yeah, going like, on? Yeah, like chill out. You're on ten. <laughs> like what the fuck? Mm-mm. So yeah, that's take us into Lindy and Miguel. Okay, we see Miguel meeting up with his friend Steve, who he met up with last time, and who was also at his housewarming. Um, and Steve, they're like sitting on some bar stools, like on a patio. Steve says, "Can I share an honest moment with you?" Miguel's like, "Sure." <laughs> and so he's like, "Well, at the housewarming, you know, him and the grape girl." had a chance to talk to Lindy and she started getting really emotional and she basically, he tells her the whole thing of, she basically told them 
that he was dangling the insurance in place of like the name change. And he's like, we were really turned off by that. Miguel's like, yeah, I was turned off too. And Steve is kind of saying, well, is she going to be past the point of being Jekyll and Hyde? You know, this is our first time really meeting her. And it, it feels like we were like waiting for the other shoe to drop. Maybe this was it. Mm-hmm. Miguel says he confronted her and she apologized. Miguel made her sound a lot more apologetic than she was first off. I was yeah. like, he's misrepresenting like, the situation. When did she? He was like, she was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like, I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, okay, so if you didn't hear that, and I didn't hear that. Maybe hmm. it was off camera. Oh my God. Maybe, but on camera, we need to include that part, too, because homegirl was like, I'm sticking with it. Right. Um, and so Steve asked if, if Miguel has turned off his, like, red flag detector and could potentially be, like, setting himself up. Miguel's like, well, you know, I, didn't, I don't think I've turned it off, but, like, maybe I have. Like, I don't know. Now he's all confused. It seems like this is a good friend for Miguel, someone who, you know, is like, you need to reflect on what's happening and think about things. This girl is given, like, some red flags. Do you not see them? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. I think Steve's a good friend. I think Miguel... uh, I think Miguel needs friends like that. Uh, Not that he's very irrational or anything, but I don't know. It just seems really like a healthy friendship, so... Mm -hmm. I, I guess I'm glad about that, but it's also here that he's defending Lindy to his yeah. Friends, so yeah, so yeah, that was a good conversation. Um, mm-hmm. So man, back to Mitch and Kristen. Um, so they take them over. Oof. They're at um, their date, which is karaoke. Uh, Mitch says that Kristen loves karaoke, so he planned an evening for them. Um, they get sweet. in the little booth. Of course, we obviously can't hear the real music. Um, but he says that he is very impressed with her. Um, he thinks that it's very attractive when people get loose and you're able to see an unguarded person doing something they love. Um, so then Mitch does a little freestyle rap. Um, you know, he's in the booth with his wife. She's my wifey. Um, something about hitting it from the back, voting politicians out. He's just having a good time. He's letting loose. I was um, shocked. <laughs> I was really taken aback by him like, styling. I, I was like, funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was like, it would be a fun time if I was like out with him. I'd be like, oh shit. Right. And I think that's yeah. what Kristen was like, but she said it was like really good and on beat. So she was surprised. Yeah. She was very shocked. Um, so then they started eating some wings and something else. Um, there was a lot of meat left on Mitch's wings. I hope he um, <laughs> keeps going, keeps going at it. I'm sure his environmentalism will. Yeah. He's got to, he's got to gotta clean that that bone mm-hmm. um so she says that she could this is what i don't like about Kristen. she says that she can tell he was putting in a hundred percent in the date and it meant a lot to her like it's still happening Kristen. like <laughs> these women have to give the feedback as the it, bar as it is so low <laughs> <laughs> he mentions that last night you know the way he reacted to her rental ventures um he says that what she said really triggered him because there are a lot of families who want to buy a home and they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And there are developers who are buying these homes with higher offers and blah, blah, blah. He said it feels predatory. Um, but he also gets Ooh. it. He says the career path, but he just doesn't think it's needed. And he thinks it's unethical. <laughs> she wow. says that she's not trying to be a corporation. She just wants to be compensated for the fruits of her labor. And purchasing a home with her money to make it a place for her family to live is what she wants to do. 
and she's open to learning more about coastal policy and sustainability, and she wants the same respect. Kristen says that she just wanted to have a normal evening, and he doesn't want her, he doesn't want to make her, you know, feel bad, but he also says that there's something inauthentic about um, that statement. So then, like, things take a turn. Um, She tells him that he's gaslighting her. It's puppet mastery. Um, Just because (laughs) she has... What is this puppet mastery? Yes. She says she has a positive outlook on life, and he says that he doesn't think she is inauthentic, but something she said is inauthentic. And she's just like, don't question me unless you have the facts to back it up. Mm. And then we just kind of fade out. Yeah, it's a little tense. I mean, we started off so strong, and boy. I mean, he did kind of, like, basically call her, like, you know, he's like, you're trying to, like, do these homes, and, like, I think it's unethical. I mean, he didn't really, I mean, he kind of came for her. So it's like, you can't be mad when, like, someone comes back at you when you've just called them completely inauthentic and unethical and, you know, basically, like, an awful person. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) Mitch could benefit from thinking before he speaks. Like, some things what don't is need to be said. <laughs> yes, exactly. What is the purpose? Like, what is the point of telling this woman, I think your career path mm-hmm. is unethical and you should really rethink, you know? He really just isn't filtered at all. And I think Correct. that could be a barrier to his relationships because he doesn't care what he says to people. Mm-hmm. Even his wife, as she's talking about her dreams. So... <laughs> But at the same time, like, her dreams are, I feel like I need to know more about what she does now. Like, is she a real mm-hmm. estate agent, or is she just in sales? Um, I thought sales. So that's why I'm like, why real estate? Like, why is it your dream? And, like, why does it have to happen? But that's like, the thing. You would have asked more questions to get understanding. Oh, Mitch yeah. is like, that's this true. is predatory. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Because, yeah, I just need more information. I'm like, how is this your dream? And, like, why? Um, but, yeah, to your point, like, he's not asking anything. So, you know, it is what yeah, it is. He don't, he don't care. I, got, I know everything I need to know, bitch. You're a predator. Yes, he don't know. <laughs> and you're trying to you're, gentrify you're tra- the community. You're, you're inauthentic and you're trash. So there you have it. Yeah. Okay. Oof. That's this long note. All right. Okay, we're on day 22 with Morgan and Ben. They're eating, and they're about to have their love conversation. So... She asked Ben if he's been in love, and he says, not with a significant other. Which I was like, are you in love with your mom? (laughs) But we didn't explore that. Um, She talks about her last relationship, and she says it was love. They showed up for each other every day, and it was genuine. He said he would fight people for her, and, like, she was the most important thing in the world. Like, she sounds like she's still in love with this man. I was like, is he around the corner? I was like, who is this? I was uncomfortable because I feel like when you're with your current person, you can't be like the other person was the one, you know? Right. And then to say because he would fight for her. Yeah. So she essentially says it was a case of the right person at the wrong time. So fuck you, Ben. That was the right person. It was just the wrong time. But Ben, he's like, yeah, I feel that. And he's like, in his very Ben way, he's like, there was this girl in my computer science class. <laughs> my college. <laughs> yeah, and I was college. like, aren't y'all like in your 30s? Ben just turned 30, but this, this Oh yeah. This but woman still, left an imprint on him. Girl from Kim class. His computer science class. And so 
after a couple years, like things started going downhill. He says nothing was going right. His grandma died. Two of his aunts passed to breast cancer. His best friend died in a car accident. His dad also had a heart attack. And Ben describes her as the one that got away, which I was like, (laughs) (laughs) you guys, when you're with your current person, you can't say that someone else was the one. I mean, I guess like y'all are still new, so you technically could, but I feel like that's like messy waters to be like, oh, that was the one that got away. I mean, he says he's not into this. No, we don't. <laughs> I just wouldn't say, even if I felt that way, I would not disrespect you and tell you to your face that somebody else was the one and you just got here. But I guess like when you're a stranger, it doesn't matter as much. Um, but he says that he created distance in that situation. Um, and that's why the relationship didn't really work out between them. But he says it was the deepest in love he's been in. But he doesn't consider it being in love. Well, and he doesn't really consider it a relationship because he said this girl at my chem class. Would you have said, like, my ex-girlfriend? And I was confused about that, too, because he was like, this girl in my chem class, and he's like, two to three years later, I'm like, what was going on? Were y'all just... <laughs> I don't understand. Y'all just, like, friends with benefits or, like... That's what it was Were giving. y'all, like, besties? But like, even then, I'm not sure. been, like, this girl I messed with or, like... It, she didn't have a, a, a title. Ben would not call a girl he messed okay, with. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, it just... It, there was no title. It was just, like, this girl in my, in my lab... <laughs> honeymoon and rehashes this whole thing that we keep coming back to and he's like all of that was just like my insecurities and he's like I've thought about it and growing up Asian your love for what you can achieve and you know there's a lot of pressure to become a doctor I've never felt like I was enough and I projected it onto you and he says you know hurt people hurt people and I hurt you because I was hurt and I never got love from my dad we both have dad Ben is like (laughs) been doing a lot of reflecting I don't know if he got a journal or what but he's put some pieces together He's ready to share. So he's like, we both, he says, they both have daddy issues. I really appreciate that Morgan is allowing him to just speak whatever he's saying, even though he's rambling. She's listening intently. She's not making the same faces like some other cast members have made when their partners are speaking. But she's listening intently, and she tells him, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, she says she initially felt like she would never meet his standards. Um based on, like, what happened on the honeymoon. And so he then re- reassures her. He's like, you're enough. I'm enough, too. They talk about, you know, Ben really talks about, like, we're both enough, and, like, I need to work on that for myself. So I don't know if Ben is starting therapy alongside Nate, but it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my thoughts on it, but. Yeah, um, this was really interesting. There's something about Morgan and Ben that, like, it just doesn't... There's, like, a disconnect, right? Yeah, like, they're just not mm-hmm. compatible. Like, Yeah, they're in different the, places, emotionally, yeah. mentally, yeah. <laughs> just the way she was like, yeah, I appreciate you for telling me that. Like, there was just no warmth there. Like, mm. no, like, uh, handholds or, like... I just, it's just, like, two buddies talking. Just yeah, she listened though, so I was like, yeah. okay, that's good. I mean, it that's... could have been worse, I guess. Is what I mean, I your thinking. friends listen, you know, y'all chatting, chatting, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. good. So yeah, that was that. Um, we transitioned into into Stasha and Nate. Um, oh my god, we're, we were talking about the same thing, you guys. This is the, this is the only thing we'll be talking about with them. 
Um, they're at cooking lessons. They're at cooking lessons right now. Um, she wants to show him that they are in a good space, and she's still committed to her husband. And she just doesn't want this to become a recurring problem. What is the problem? Do we know what the problem is? What's the problem? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Um, I think she was saying she feels herself retreating and putting up a wall because she's not getting the answer she wants, and she doesn't want that to be a problem. Well, it sounds that like a behavior. personal problem. Well, um, you know, it could expand to everyone else. So after they cook, um, she asks him how he's feeling. He says he's feeling good. Um, he says they had an argument, but they weren't screaming or anything. Sasha says that she was trying to remain calm because she knows if she elevates, then he will elevate. And he just felt like she was playing games. She said mm. that she was trying to get her point across, and she felt like he was trying to attack her character because he felt manipulated. Um, he said that playing devil's advocate for too long is just hard-headedness. Mm. Um, Nate talks about his past relationships and how they were very toxic and full of ultimatums and how he would chase after her and it was this whole cycle. And he asks her if she is afraid of him not being in love with her. And she says, yes. And then he says, well, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> it could all be so simple. He says she doesn't need to worry about it because he really likes her. He thinks she's beautiful and he just wants her to believe in him and believe in them. Mm. What did you think about mm. that? And then she tells us she feels like that's bullshit. <laughs> she needs to continue to go to therapy. Because it's just like, I don't know what more this man... I don't know what she wants from him, other than some inauthenticness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard. Because even with him saying, like, the past, she's like, well, you're still at a four. And I was like, okay, girl. But that was, like, <laughs> yesterday. So is, I know we're on a new day. That doesn't mean we're at five now, because yesterday was a four. Right. Um, it's just but girl. she's having a hard time with this, even, and there's a point in her talking head earlier when she was saying she was like having a big reaction internally and like cussing him out in her head. And I'm like, cussing him out for what? Like, cause he's not giving her the answer she wants. You know, that's all that's about. She just wants him to be like, I love you. And because he's not saying that we can't do this. Yeah, I just can't relate to her, so I'm having a really hard time, like, understanding yeah. her point of view. So. Yeah, looks like my luck has finally run out, <laughs> and doing Kristen and Mitch. Um, which is This is one of their easy scenes, though, so <laughs> look at me. Um, she takes him on a beach cleanup date, and he's in heaven. Um, he's, like, you know, really indulged. They have their little grabbers and their little reusable bags that they can put their grabbers in. Um, apparently Mitch has a thing about single-use floss, which... I don't even really understand. I've, no, I thought <laughs> no, about that. It's I was getting, like, is there reusable floss? Now it's getting ridiculous. Let's There's reusable floss? No! What is it made out of? Do you there know? Oh, is he like be... a water flosser? Oh, that would actually make sense, actually. I was When they said that, I was like, okay, so if you don't use string floss, what do you yeah, but he probably does use that. Let's hope. That seems sustainable. Okay. It is. Yeah, it's just water. Yeah. Okay. We've come to a greater understanding. Mitch is teaching us a lot, y'all. Mm -hmm. um, Indeed. She asked, to, after they do a little bit of cleanup, they agree to sit down on their little picnic blanket. She asked to talk about karaoke, and he says, it was fun until that one moment. So, like, it was fun until it wasn't. And he then says maybe he was offensive, she gets on 
you know, her self-advocacy train, and she's like, I, would, I know what I bring to the table, mm-hmm. and um, tells him that things that he says make her feel like he wishes she was different. And ultimately, she doesn't want to resent him for, like, expressing his opinion and things like that. She wants him to see her value and not take her for granted. He says he appreciates her. And she says, okay, well, you need to think about, like, how you can show that and verbalize it. And I was like, Um, So she says that the whole situation at, like, karaoke reminded her of, quote, unquote, old Mitch, like the one she had during the honeymoon. And she wants him to go away. So she doesn't like old Mitch, but I feel like she's kind of setting herself up because that's who he is, girl. That's not yeah. like old Mitch or like some he other hasn't Mitch. Changed. Like this is who he is. But this is kind of her saying, like, I don't like this version of you. Stop bringing me that. So I don't know. There's something to be said there about like acceptance, and that's I don't true. feel like he's being as um, meltdowny as Sasha or as Lindy. But he's definitely, he's just, he's, like, almost too vocal without, like, any kind of... Yeah, he has no filter. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's hard. What are you going to do? So, then we Mm. transition into Miguel and Lindy. Uh, Miguel says that Lindy's cat hates him. Um, She says the cat (laughs) is afraid of him. So, we're just going back and forth, back and forth about the cat. They're drinking some bubbly. She says she's on edge about these questions, but she knows they need to be done. So she asks what it takes for him to fall in love. Um, He says that, well, actually, I'm not even sure if he answered this question because they actually go into giving folks grace, like when people are in relationships with people and they like kind of spiral out of control and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindy says that she, you know, wants to give grace to her partner. So if the partner, you know, is acting crazy or does something that she doesn't agree with, she's just patient with them. Whereas Miguel is like, well, if you keep being crazy, I'm just going to leave. Like, I'm not sticking (laughs) around. Like, for what? (laughs) Um, She says that she wants him to take to care for her when she's acting crazy and not make another check mark on his list. And she says that she's not keeping a box of scores or book of scores for every time they've wronged each other. And she feels like they need to give each other grace and fix it. She says Mm. that real love to her is seeing someone at their worst and fighting for them. And there has to be grace and forgiveness because they are human. Miguel feels like, you know, how much grace can you give someone after they (laughs) continuously, you know, do things to upset you? So it was interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I agree. Very interesting. Uh, Lindy gives a brief example. She's like, well, if this is 90% good, I'm not going to give up on this for 91%. And um, Miguel starts to say, yeah, like if no feelings were involved and she finishes the sentence, it's like, you'd be counting down the days. He's like, I would. Well, yeah, but who wouldn't? Like, uh, what are we talking about here? I think they are very much in these different books, like, as she's saying, like, I need someone to see all the ugly parts of me to know they love me. And he's like, I want to see the best parts of you and not have those parts be such a factor, Mm. like, so prominent. Yeah. And then, because she's like, I need a lot of grace. I'm a hot mess, I guess. And he's like, I don't like that. I don't want you to be, like, crazy, irrational person. I want you to just, you know... And again, I guess you can't have a moment. I guess I'm agreeing with Miguel here because it's like, why do we want to lean into those things that are negative? Like, why do we want to lean into you being yeah. a hot mess? Like, let's lean into growth. 
let's lean into, you know, being, you know, a better person. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering for her if this ties into her religion in any way of like her coming to accept how she is and wanting other people to accept how she is without actually mm. moving Doing forward. Doing the work? Uh, or to, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I, it feels very yeah. like, oh, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And it's like, is it though? I think it's just like the opposite of how like she was raised in the church. And so like you have to be that person. And maybe mm-hmm. she didn't feel like she was being herself. So now she's like, this is me. But mm. it still may be inappropriate not necessarily unacceptable or like crazy but just it may not be appropriate for the relationship to be that way right interesting um yeah lindy i don't i they're not in a good place um yeah I with what about he's her, able to tolerate yeah i i it's it's feeling very immature and then like her whole outburst with the insurance i'm like are you ill like this felt just so out of left field, and I was like, "Well, that's I the thing." And he's older too, so I think he's like, "Okay, like this reminds me why I don't date young right? people because uh, you like, aren't together yet. You're not fully formed." I don't know. It was weird. I was like, "What do you need this insurance so badly for?" She needs a fucking physician. You heard her. She explained she, she, it already. Yeah, I, I forgot. You're right. If she gets hit by a fucking bus, yes, anything could happen to her. She cannot see the future. You don't want to take care of me? (sighs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Transitioning into day 24, we have Alexis and Justin. They are on a date at the beach having more uncomfortable conversations. (laughs) This is their... I guess they're continuing their love conversation. They kind of already had it, I guess. But some date on the beach. Um, He says... He talks about being a great husband. He says it's really like just being a great listener and being supportive. I think Alexis is a little taken back. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. Um, and he's like, well, there's no easy out with the marriage. She asks, if we were dating, would he still want to date her at this point, like with everything they've been through? And he says, yeah, of course. Like, once my mind is made up, then I'm in it. And he makes the mistake of asking her the question back. Yikes. And he kind of says, you know, what makes you stay committed? Because you're a runner. She's like, I'm a track star. Like, um, okay, let's not lean into it. Don't we all want to be better? I would, I would run from Justin. <laughs> I don't know if I would stay. But. Okay. Um, <laughs> she says if they were dating, she wouldn't stick around. She said the Newton thing really bothered her because he knew the dog threw up the day before, threw up blood the day before, and didn't tell her. It's crazy. And <laughs> again, I would run from him. If I found that out. And for some reason, you were in, my dog was in your care, and my dog threw up blood, and you did not immediately tell me. Can you imagine if I was like, oh, I didn't think that was relevant? <laughs> I thought I had it under control. No. <laughs> I thought I had it under control. In what as, world as, is that under I, control? Because I did nothing. <laughs> I thought I had it under control. You know, you He's not even ate. eating. You didn't like, think to tell me? He tried to eat, then he threw up blood, then he played around. He drank some water. He's fine. <laughs> Why are you tripping? (laughs) I mean, that really bothered her. She would have left if this was not a marriage. Which I cannot say I don't agree. Here's the thing, though. So I did watch a little bit of, um, I was going to say couples cam, uh, a little bit of the after show, after party. And apparently, um, Justin tells us that Alexis left the apartment for two days and left the dog there. And so that's well, that's what we she, talked about, right? Like, why wasn't she there? Why didn't she know he was? Yeah, eating? like that's just where like, was she at? She went home. She went to her apartment. 
Without her dog? Yeah, that's what he said on After Party. No, that doesn't even make sense. Why would she leave her dog with him after his dog just attacked? No. I don't know, girl. That doesn't add up. Well, that's what Justina said. I'm sorry, Justin said. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive me, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Who are these Freudian slips? Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Alexis says she accepts people at face value. And she believed what he told her, but then his actions showed otherwise. Um, she says, maybe this is why I haven't been married before, because I don't want to put in this kind of effort to be with <laughs> someone. He talks about, like, understanding, and she's like, I don't need you to empathize with me. You're never going to understand me. You can't put yourself in my shoes because you're not going to fit them. Your perspective is just different. And she's, like, gone off on this man. Yeah, and I was like, on? damn. <laughs> and he's just like, nodding along because he can't really say anything because you won't let him but <sighs> still not in the clear over this let's just call it a divorce now because I don't right, think we're getting just... to any <laughs> I don't yeah. think we're getting better and then the music in the background the lyrics were saying you don't really love me like you say you do mm. mm-hmm. yeah so we transition into Morgan and Ben um, Morgan comes home from work in her scrubs Ben is, it looked like he was putting some pepper on some tomatoes or something. Um, they are having a Korean barbecue night. She says that she had the worst day ever. So he asked what kind of drink she wants, either a, link, a lychee martini or soju. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. Lychee martinis or soju. Soju is real good. I was like, yeah. I mean, all of the options, which she agrees. She's yeah, like, he bring brings both. Bring all of them to me. <laughs> um, they are sitting on the floor. He's got these grills out. They got their grilling meat. So cute. I would love this date. Um, he says that he likes being vulnerable with her, and he asks if she has anything she wants to talk about, or does he want her to go again? <laughs> yeah, or does, yeah, does he... <laughs> He, does she want him to go again? Because he's ready to talk. He's open. Like, I guess it's my turn to talk. Um, so she says, <laughs> sure, unless he wants to talk about something. And he asks her about why he, why he, he tells her about why he thinks he is a people pleaser. Um, did you hear him call himself Korean barbecue poppy? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I didn't know he, I don't know why I didn't know he was Korean. I thought there was something else. Um, I don't think he is. Okay, that's why I was like, well, why would you be Korean barbecue poppy? Because they're having Korean barbecue. Right, but I guess I just was like, but you're not. (laughs) No, I don't think he's Korean at all. And it's not the fire alarm, goodness. Yeah, I mean, which is to be expected. Like, you got grills in there. Like, put on on the the, the, the open window. Ben is just trying to be cute. So he says that as they were growing up, they lived in areas that they could afford, um, i.e., I'm just going to assume, you know, communities of color um he was the only asian kid on the block and there were a lot of racist jokes and he said one way to one way to combat them was to either overachieve or just to be kind um and so he sacrificed his happiness she says she grew up the same way and it took her a long time to not be a people pleaser um she doesn't really go into detail but she says she cut her dad off because she wanted to please him um Mm -hmm. but i feel like we need more information because i i don't really she doesn't tell us anything about, like, the specifics of that relationship and, like, why. Um, but he does feel like they – he wants to get to where she is at some point. And she says that you just have to, you know, cut those people out of your life and really just, you know, know that you're enough and believe in yourself and, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't, I'm, I don't care for Morgan, y'all, so it's really hard for me to, like, recap her because, like, I feel like she's just so hard. Yeah. She's, I think, trying her best um, <laughs> to support him because she's even like, you know, you can get there. I'll help you. I know what it's like. I hated myself for a long time. She talks about her inner child and all the work she did on her inner child and tries to, like, really tell him, like, you know, don't let you not being able to please one person, like, affect how you see yourself, so, yeah, (laughs) I mean, I think she's trying, but, you know, it's it's the best she can give him. Yeah, like, they're just not compatible, so they're just, they're just two friends, you know, eating barbecue. Yeah, yeah, the barbecue looked good, it sounded like it tastes good. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, should I do Korean barbecue at the house? Maybe that not. would be so cute. in the backyard." Yes, that'd be so cute. I love it. Okay, I don't have a Korean barbecue. I don't know if you can rent those. Yeah, but I don't know where you got them. Maybe you can get one from like Airbnb experiences. Who knows? No, maybe ask okay. Nate. Ask Nate <laughs> where you can get a Korean barbecue. Well, maybe he's the Airbnb king. Maybe he can, you know, yeah, he's, get you in there. He's a hustler. Um, um, we see Stasha and Nate. It looks like they're going to meet up with other couples. And apparently all the girls got the husbands the same shirt. Uh, Kristen gives Mitch his shirt and he comes out of the bathroom. He's like, I appreciate it. Um, but it's just not something I wear. And she's like, well, could you do it just this once? And he's like, I don't want to. She's like, can I speak to you in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) They go in the bathroom, mic'd, like two idiots. Um, (laughs) And she's like, all the wives got the husband's shirts. It's a joke, you know. You just play along. Well, first of all, why did they get, why? Like, how is it a joke? I've seen this trend on, like, social media where, like, people will meet up in a big group and all the men will be wearing the same shirt because the wives got it for them. And so she's oh. like, ha, 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 all you guys are wearing the same thing. It's just harmless. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, what? That's, I mean, it's just the joke. And so <laughs> That wasn't funny. We, we hear Mitch it. giving some attitude. He's like, there's no way in hell I wear that. <laughs> that I, sounds I feel like, like I'm, with, I'm with Mitch. I don't know. Am I with this, Mitch? It's a like, striped shirt. It's very neutral, but. Maybe he don't want to wear that shit. He's like, with the buttons and the stripes. <laughs> Like, I don't want to wear this. This is ugly. It's not his style. <laughs> okay. Um, so. But when it wasn't going to match the hat that he was going to wear. He sure. had his whole, I liked his outfit that he was in. <laughs> everyone is. We see everyone arriving, greeting each other. Um, I think. Who's there first? Alexis and Justin? No, Morgan and Ben were there first. Morgan and Ben. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Mitch arrives. He says he's going to change. He has brought his little tote bag with extra clothes. <laughs> Miguel walks up, doesn't even notice that people are wearing the same yeah, thing like, as him. Hey, <laughs> yeah, takes him a minute. Nate notices right away, like, why we all got on the same shirt? Um, he's like, we got to get the girls back. I think Nate really picked up on the joke and, like, found it entertaining, um, probably more so than any of the other guys. Um, Mitch changes into his long sleeve black shirt and everyone starts asking like why'd you change what's going on very charming with the black shirt and the hat i I liked the look 
It's nothing wrong with the look. It's the, <laughs> it's the lack of participation in, you know, this, this part of things. So everyone starts asking, and he's like, oh, is this going to be a thing? And he goes on his high horse, and he's like, when people <laughs> buy you stuff. This is where he lost me. <laughs> I was like, okay, I was with you up until this weird when people so buy stuff, when you buy stuff for someone, you're taking responsibility for them. It's very materialistic. And Mitch uses a lot of strong Goodness. words when he's speaking. Kind of like how he talks to Kristen. It's just a lot of strong language. Um, so Kristen tells everyone, yes, it was a thing. I had to tell him beforehand. And I feel like it'd be rude not to wear a shirt that your wife bought you. And I was like, okay, well. I don't know if it's rude, but to I would understand like if I bought someone a shirt and they didn't want to wear it the same day, like I feel like that'd be a weird request. Like, can you wear it right now? Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be like, no, I'll wear it when I want to wear it. Yeah, I mean, like, just the fact that like, hey, I got you this shirt, put it on right this instant. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. why? It's like it doesn't really go with my hair, it doesn't go with my outfit. I don't know. Like, I wish he hadn't like come off so strongly because like I I was with him. Like, I was with him up until all that strong language about materialism and, and this, this, this world. Yeah. People are like, trying to make you do what they want you to do. Right. I was like, By okay. wearing the shirt. I was like, Fuck this those is, people. This is too much. <laughs> this is too much. Yeah. Do you want to take us into our psychologist? That's where I have the pause. I will. Um, I mean, he did say in his confessional that, you know, it was just very triggering for him more than he thought it would be. So I guess, you know, he's learning things about himself as well, okay? That is Um, scary. If buying a shirt (laughs) triggers you. It's not about the shirt. It's about the materialism, okay? I guess she didn't think about that when she decided to buy a shirt for the environmentalist. Even though he has a bunch of shit. No, but I think maybe it's like fast fashion. Like, where did Mm -hmm. she get the shirt from? Like, is it a sustainable shirt? Is it recyclable material? Is it organic cotton? Like, Mm. you know? You gotta yeah. ask yourself mm. these things. He's um, not a good one you can play pranks on. Mm-mm. And honestly, like I low key like if you give me a shirt and I look and it says like fucking Old Navy or like I don't know like something that I probably wouldn't wear. It's like okay, I'll put this on for you today, but like no, I'm never putting this on ever again. So I mean, if anything, I wish he had just been like, look, this isn't my style. I will wear it for you, but just know that I'm not gonna wear this ever again. Mm. It didn't even have to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have just left it at that, but he's just such an asshole. Um, <laughs> yeah, he could have just worn the shirt. We wouldn't even have to have talked about it in front of yeah. everyone. But. So, yeah. So then Dr. Pia comes out. She is the psychologist who is replacing Dr. Viviana. Um, she specializes in couples and sex therapy, and she's here to strengthen the relationships, and she'll be doing some pseudo-group therapy. So she says in school, they didn't really talk about emotions or learn about them. And so now, you know, they're having um, a discussion about emotions because it is the core to having a great relationship. So she gives everyone these emotion wheels. Everyone has them, and they talk about primary versus secondary emotions and how the primary emotions like anger or sadness are often, you know, there's often secondary emotions behind those. And so what does it feel like when you're truly hurt? So then Justin just takes it away. Um, He says that when he is hurt, he feels betrayed, but he knows how to protect himself. His body has naturally shaped into being bulletproof. And he's not cold, but he can become cold. Where does it come from? 
He's developed a tough skin and he's prepared. And that hurt is why he's so protected. But also, he isn't bringing any trauma into his past relationships, but he's still going to be vulnerable. <laughs> Dr. P says, none of this, well, she doesn't say this, but she's like, none of this makes sense. Um, and then Alexis is like, this actually doesn't make sense. Yeah, she asked sense. Alexis, like, are you buying that? Yes, and she's like, this doesn't make sense. So Dr. P is like, that is all trauma response. Like, that's becoming hypervigilant. Let me back away. Let me armor up. Then Justin says, let me stop you right there. He says, it doesn't stop me from being vulnerable or open. He's not afraid of being hurt. So then Dr. P is like, Alexis, do you buy this? Alexis says, I do not buy this. Justin yeah. says, baby reads into a lot of stuff. Wow. Baby reads into a lot of stuff, but she doesn't understand me. She, you know, even when I try and break it down to her. He That's says, I feel misunderstood trying to get her to understand me. I try to break it down like a third grader, but I'm also not good at explaining myself. And I go in circles and then fuck it. But it makes sense in my head. Wow. Alexis says that she wants to understand him to get to know him as a person. And him shutting down isn't helping them. The group agrees. Mm -hmm. Dr. Pia says that Justin needs to feel understood. Otherwise, he won't feel safe. And nothing has been resolved. They have to keep talking until they are understood. And if he just needs a timeout, we'll revisit this at a date time. Then that is good also. <sighs> He's in sassy pants. I mean, goodness. I think... So many things. So so much happened. And I, it's just The whole so... baby reads into a lot of stuff. Like, <laughs> it's like, what? First of all, <laughs> like, who do you think you are? You got me all the way fucked. Are you serious? But then the whole I try and I try and break it down like a third grader, but then I'm going like in circles. Well, then maybe you need to pick up with the source because I still don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) The audacity! (laughs) Like it's her problem that she don't understand him. You literally just said his body has naturally shaped into being bulletproof. Where does it come from? He's so protected. He doesn't bring trauma to his past relationship. But that is trauma, Justin. Like, you don't even know what you're talking about. He feels like... Exactly. So that lack of self-awareness tells you everything you need to know, right? Like, none of my past relationships has affected me because I'm now bulletproof. Yes, I'm bulletproof. So, <laughs> it's like, what? I'm still open to love. So that's not how that works. He's He's... So I think Dr. Pia was like, you need to schedule something off the books. Dr. Pia looked at him like, mm-hmm. like, look at this man. We got to have the, a solo conversation. Alrighty, yep. Mm-hmm. Let's um, just move on to the next couple because. Yes, yes. So do you want to take us into um, Tristan? Tristan? Yes. yes. Um, <clears throat> so as she goes to each couple, they're supposed to look at the emotion wheel and like say what's coming up, what emotions are happening for them. Kristen says she's been living more in the surprised area recently, specifically due to Shirtgate 2022. Um, and was, that was very passive aggressive, but she, yes. she kind of does that often. So She does. So <laughs> she says, you know, I'm not sure if it's a control thing, if he doesn't uh, want anyone telling him what to do. Dr. P looks really confused um, as, like, they're explaining what happened with the whole shirt thing. And she asks, like, how can you compromise? Mitch is on one as well. And he says, if you compromise too much, then you're a pushover. You can lose yourself. 
Kristen says she feels like she's losing herself because she does like nice things and she works hard for them. Dr. Pia's like, so what kind of balance do we need to add here? Poor Dr. Pia, you know, she's coming in nine episodes after the fact trying to now get this train on the track. And these people are already not doing very well. Um, I don't think she has a lot to offer them as far as what they're going <laughs> to do emotionally because they're talking about shirts and losing themselves. And also, we need another separate session for that. We can't cover all that here on the balcony. <sighs> it's tough. Um, yeah, do I miss anything with them? No. Um, okay. Basically, she does, you know, check in with Kristen to make sure she's not losing herself. Um obviously you know it's all what we know there's a disconnect like mm-hmm. they, they don't again two people who don't belong together moving forward to other people who don't belong together morgan and ben <laughs> um morgan says that off of the emotion wheel it started off humiliated disrespected nasty now they're getting back into the yellow they're having fun they're doing things the emotions were down but they are back on the incline Morgan says that she needs reminders throughout the day that he's thinking about her and compliments. Apparently, earlier today, he told her she looked drippy and icy. Mm. (laughs) I can believe that. I can believe it because there's no love here. He's not attracted to her. He don't want her. They are friends. That's what Mm -hmm. you say. Even I say my friends look, they don't look drippy or icy. Like, yeah, Tara I does mean, give good compliments, y'all. She's a good compliment. Like, at least, I, it, I'm going to give you a little bit more romance than that, because my goodness. I've never said anyone looks drippy or icy. Like, drippy? Icy? Your wife. But also, icy means that, like, you, I would assume it means you have a lot of jewelry on. Does she have I didn't jewelry? see anything to fit that. <laughs> I didn't see any ice. But or a dress. I was like, so. she got on a jacket and some jeans. Where the drip at? Ben just was trying to say words. You know. So she says that she wants to feel like a woman and not a bro, and it's the word choice. All right. Well, that's the least mm. that I could be worried about. Yes. Yes. Oh, Lindy and Miguel. Um, so Dr. Pia checks in with them, and she, Lindy starts talking. Never even know. She's back on her whole thing. If she wants him to see her crazy side. And wants, her, wants him to see her being overly emotional. I think she just wants him to see this so he will be, so that he can affirm her. And if she does crazy, then he's like, and if he's like, okay, yeah, that's not that bad. Or I can accept that. But I don't think he's going to ever say that. So he says he got a taste of it and he shut that shit down. Um, so who asked? Oh, Dr. Pia asked if uh, Lindy's holding back. And she says she is because it comes from a place of respect for him. So because she respects him, she's not going to be crazy. She wants to know if he will still choose her and if she can trust him. Miguel says they need time. Um, I don't think this is working. (laughs) To ask someone to be okay with you being crazy at regular intervals. Yeah, like I just don't even know like what's happening. That's not stable. No, like it's you not. can't offer me stability. But also, it's like the, the crazy side. Like, wh- what is it? Like, I feel like is it something like really <laughs> crazy? Like, I, I don't. Like, I don't really understand. 
I'm hoping she's just hyping it up. Like, she's making it sound worse than it actually But I don't know, because she, she needed the insurance. So I'm like, is there something really going on here? Or, like, are you just, like, no, making it up? I mean, she deal? probably needs to go ahead and, you know, everyone needs therapy. Everyone should be in therapy. Everyone could benefit. And so maybe she will, with her new insurance, go ahead and talk to a therapist about why she feels the need to be, like, this crazy person, even though Miguel doesn't need that or doesn't need to see that. What is she trying to prove to him? Like, I can be crazy? Like, I don't I don't get it either. I don't really understand. I'm just so confused. Um, As we all are. Yeah, I don't get it. So, yeah. So, then we transition into Stasha and Nate. <laughs> Stasha mm-hmm. says, from the emotion wheel, she was feeling vulnerable, lonely, oh, isolated, mm-hmm. abandoned, sad. Wow. Mm-hmm. Sounds like they've had an awful week. Yeah. She, she says she came into the process all in, sharing everything very quickly, being vulnerable, and he is not matching her energy. He says that he's doing things that are actionable steps to showing his wife, Stasha, that he is trying and getting deeper. He signed up for therapy, but he's now frustrated because what more can he do to prove to her that he is all in? He needs her to understand him, and if she doesn't, then he's going to start giving up. She starts crying. Mm. She says she doesn't want him to give up. Pia doesn't say anything. That was <laughs> the one. Co- that was some. I was waiting on her response to this madness. Oh, I mean, what was she going to say? I don't know. Something like, "What's going on?" Well, just let her let her figure that out, and we don't need to coddle. That. Just like, <laughs> just what? He started speaking and he started crying. Okay. Well, let us know when you're ready. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know with with these people. <laughs> um interestingly enough, uh, oh she cries and doesn't want him to get what you said all that, yeah. Yeah. But then she says, I wonder how long I have to wait for him to catch up to where she's at. <sighs> Probably longer than three weeks, I can tell you that. During this commercial break, we get a sneak peek of the one-month anniversary. Oh, my God. um, Which is next episode. It looks like Morgan found out that Ben has continued going to Justin with all their problems. So we see some dramatic, like, Ben waiting for her at the one-month anniversary. She shows up in a dress, throws the roses on the floor, (laughs) um, on the ground. And Ben is so confused. We also see... Is this when we see, like, the camera footage? No, yes, this is, this. yeah, yeah, we get it, yeah, we get the camera footage. Oh, no, it's at the end, it's at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Um, so, yeah, it looks like there was some drama between Ben and Morgan, because, again, that, I mean, it's very clear they obviously haven't moved past the honeymoon yet, <laughs> and so we're still there a month later. Um, immediately after that little sneak peek, we go on to Stasha and Nate, and this is after... I guess I assume like that same day. They're sitting on the couch. He says he's irritated. There's a disconnect happening now because other people are seeing his effort and she's still not recognizing it. He says it hurts his feelings, which good for you, Nate. You tell her how you feel. And he says she wanted action and he took it seriously. And she then she said, she also had said words didn't mean anything, but apparently action doesn't mean anything either. She said she said everything that she said right then because a therapist was there and she wanted to give background. And he says, no, you use the present tense. 
And you didn't say that's how it was or how it felt. Like you said, like, that's how I feel. Um, and one of the things he needs is for her to believe him. And he's getting to the point where he doesn't even want to prove himself anymore. She attempts to acknowledge his efforts and says that she sees them as future things that he will do. He says she is not patient with him to grow and get vulnerable with, with, with her, and she just wants it right now. And she's like, well, I want an emotional connection as well. And he says, you got emotion now. Are you happy? That same clip we had been previewing the mm-hmm. whole season. But just the um, way he said that, he was just like, what did he say exactly? Did I write it down? He was just like, well, now you got some emotion. You happy? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, like no, it feels emotion? like an attack. <laughs> But she he said it in the most yeah. monotone way. I was like, there you is know, no it's emotion Nate. here. You happy? Yeah. She says, no, it feels like an attack. And he says, well, he doesn't believe what she's saying, and he feels like it'll come up in the future. And he's like, I don't think it's even a me thing, really. I think it's a you thing. And then he kind of storms off, which I was like, ooh. Mm. She didn't tore her britches with him. Yeah, this was just, I don't know what Stasha wants. Like, I really, I'm just Stasha wants him to confess love. That is the only acceptable response. <laughs> so it's then the we get, right now. so then we end with Morgan and Ben. Um, so we get, like, this, that, like, little camera footage that's in the ceiling. She's, like, walking out the door, and he's, like, how do you want to do Thursday? And she says, we'll figure it out. By the way, Alexis told me everything. And then she just walks out. So he's, like, what? So then Morgan Ben's not even have his shirt on. I don't he, know what time of day it is. Yeah, it looked like he was about to go to bed. But I was also yeah. like, but he also looked really good right there. So I was Girl, like, Girl, where are you good. going? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? Ben got body. I was like, okay, Ben. You know, it's nighttime. Mm-hmm. He's trying to cuddle. He's trying to snuggle. And, and she, she walked out the door. She, because <laughs> just couldn't be any more disconnected. So she tells us in her confessional that Ben has been going behind her back and telling lies to other people. And things aren't good anymore. And she'll have a lot to say tomorrow. I'm just like, I don't even care where Ben at. <laughs> I mean, I really ben don't gets his care. phone and goes back in the room. In the room. Like, all right, bye, girl. Because obviously, like, I'm sure he called his mom and was like, Mom, I don't know what's happening. Or he probably called Justin and was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but also, like, why is he talking to Justin? Like, honestly, like, Ben, like, I love you, but, like, that is the last person that you want to talk to. Is. Like, y'all both, like, no, please don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I mean, that concludes the episode. I mean, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Very entertaining. I love Dr. Pia. I liked her too. I was like, where has she been this whole time? Like she just was giving them, you know, actual like things to do, exercises, mm-hmm. emotion wheels. I was like, okay. I love Yeah, her. it seemed very brief, but also like covered quite a bit. Yeah, it was a lot. So I was like, mm-hmm. this is what we needed. So some some pseudo group therapy. We should be doing this every week. Love it. For the duration of the experiment process they certainly need it every every couple truly needs it but it seems like Ben and Morgan aren't gonna make it very far so it doesn't seem God like bless. anyone's on track to make it based on this episode <laughs> I'm trying to see is anyone happy God no bless. So, yeah. okay well uh um, what are we watching this week so this week I actually started watching a show on HBO Max so my friends and I are huge fans of Pretty Little Liars, the original that was on Freeform for quite some time. Um, mm-hmm. And so now there's like a little like, I don't know if it's necessarily a reboot, 
Um, mm. But it's just a different version of Pretty Little Liars called Original Sin. Ooh. Um, it's like an American slasher teen drama. Um, it is so good, y'all. There is a... Um, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it because Pretty Little Liars is pretty unique. Basically, it's like a teen mystery drama. There is a killer who is known as A, and basically the girls are being tormented by A, who is the unknown assailant. Um, so it's so good. There's It's very dark. Um, there's some rapes and murder and, and just, you know, controversy, but it's very diverse. The cast is super diverse. Um, I love it. There are 10 episodes. Um, and yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. It's Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin on HBO Max. 10 episodes, hour-long episodes, very diverse cast. I'm obsessed. Hmm. And they're in high school. You know, I love a teeny show, so. <laughs> there you have it. A teen drama. Indeed. Um, what are you watching? Also on HBO Max, can't remember if I plugged this already. Rap shit, did I say that one already? Did you do rap shit? And this, is Rapture HBO Max or HBO? What's the difference? Max. HBO doesn't have well, an HBO no. anymore. It's all Max. Oh, because technically Insecure was HBO. Yes, before they turned into Max. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. So they're on HBO Max. All right, cool. Did you do Rapture? I don't think, I actually have not watched it. It's, it's, okay. I don't, I don't know if it's for me. Okay, so Rapture. Um, Issa Rae produced, created Rapture. This came on. I think kind of soon after we finished Insecure. Um, So this is her next show in her production company called Hooray Productions. Um, Anywho's, I think you would actually like it because it's kind of, one thing y'all might not know about Tamara that I know, Tamara likes a lot of like trap music. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of that. Mm. And so it's about two Miami-based women who are friends and decide to like start a rap group and try to like become successful in the so music like industry. City, so is it like City Girls? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of giving City Girls a little bit, um, except for, well, I don't know a whole lot about the City Girls. Let me just be clear. Well, are the girls, when they're rapping, is it like intellectual rap? Like, is So it- half, half of the duo. <laughs> I would say is like you have the rapper, the more intellectual rapper, and then you have like the other one. I mean, <laughs> they can both be rapping. I'm just saying, like, yeah. you know, is it like you know, you know, you know what I'm asking? You know, yes, what I'm, I'm saying half. <laughs> okay. Half is like you know, I don't want to hear about anything real. <laughs> yes. So okay, some of their music I think is live streaming, not live streaming, mm. being able to be streamed now. Um, the first song is called Seduce and Scheme, and listen to it, give it a chance. And then there's another song that just came out from them, but I can't remember what it's called. But Seduce and Scheme, it's a comedy, it's brief, it's entertaining. Um, I think this is their, maybe last episode? They have eight episodes, yeah. So, mm. Short and sweet, as they do Issa on HBO every time. They just won't get this one with like an hour-long show or something for some reason. It's still 30 minutes? I believe it's 30 minutes. Goodness. Okay. I believe it is. Um, But, yeah, it's really entertaining. I try to keep up with it um, and support, you know, people. But it's drama now. And I think I I told you all about how I felt about uh, P-Valley. And um, that one actress who isn't that great. Oh yeah, she's not. And she's not gonna be there anymore, right? Yeah, people keep telling me that. I still haven't finished the season. 
So yeah. I need to get back to that. Yeah, I need to actually start the season because I wanted okay, to wait great. until all the episodes were out. I don't like waiting. So yeah, I think I'm only on episode two or three. Every time she gets on the screen, I just like, girl, please. <laughs> um, but I don't have this, that problem with this show. There is someone on this cast who I don't feel like is as strong as everyone else. Wait, who? But, um, who is this girl? She was in another show, Jonica Booth. She was on, let me see where else she was at. She was somewhere else, and I was like, ooh, girl, so extra. I don't know. I mean, how are the people getting on the screen? I don't know. I wish I knew. Oh, wait. Have I seen this girl before? Jonica? You've seen her, but I'm trying. The things on her IMDb I haven't seen. And so I'm like, was she in Harlem? Maybe on? No, not Harlem. I don't know. Okay. Actually, I don't think I've seen her in anything. <gasps> was she in? I don't know. Is that Jonica from Bad Girls Club? Oh my God! Is it? No. Let me think. Was she... she came from somewhere. She yes, disappeared. You're right. That's from Bad Girls Club. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. She's the well. That's probably why you don't. That's, yeah, that's why you're that not show. connecting with her. <laughs> Makes sense. I loved Bad Girls Club, but that's not about quality. Oh, wow, look at her making the transition, and now she's on Ratchet. Yeah. See, everyone starts from somewhere. Okay, mm-hmm. started from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, I guess this. Man, you really this just woman. gotta go out there and just do a. You know, just, just gotta do it. Just gotta do it. Just gotta. You know, book Gotta it. Gotta give it a shot. <laughs> Got to give it a shot. And this chameleon girl, is she from, they saying she's from Love and Hip Hop? See, when will I get recognized? Okay, do I have to get on a reality show? I am for the TV. <laughs> it says she's a recurring guest star on Love and Hip Hop Miami. Wow. That's crazy. The thing. See, I just be watching the show. I don't know where none of these people come from. And I just, you know, be letting it go. And this Ida girl, she's from Betty. And we talked about Betty before. Oh, I love Betty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, we like Betty. Betty's a good show. Yeah, Betty was So, great. everyone has made it together all the way to HBO Max for this rap shit show. I think Issa does that. She'd be finding people and, like, putting people on. So, I think that's mm-hmm. her, yeah, her ministry. Um, but, okay, beautiful. Any other things we need to share with the folks? No, that's it. Uh, you know, just follow us on social media, Instagram. Um, yeah, follow us, like us on everywhere you get your your podcast from. Um, and yeah, thanks for the support. Love y'all. See y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I think you know that's like an appetizer, and then sex is like the main thing. And then he's like, I guess there's still a struggle there. I was like, what? <laughs> He was tickled. He was cracking himself up. But I I guess, like, that's a good point. Let's not throw stones in glass houses, Mitch. We heard he was, you know, 30 seconds in. So let's, you know, chill. (laughs) But to Mitch's point, okay, so you did that. And then after what? Like, y'all just. Well, probably she was like, thanks for servicing me. Well, it took five minutes. (laughs) Shit. That's probably why. Mm. She's tired. I think Mitch is just saying it doesn't seem like whatever you did motivated her into having sex with you. Yikes. I do That's feel like tough to hear. If, I feel like okay. I'm 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 riding with Mitch on this one, but I feel like if that is done very well, 
then it is indeed the appetizer. Then we move on. Yeah, but she's made it very clear that like she needs like a love you or something, and you know, sex was very transactional for her. So I think he's trying to like boost up her, um, like not necessarily her confidence, but like her security and like safety. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just trying to make her comfortable because she has been very vocal about how it's always sex has always been very transactional and it always felt like she was obligated. And so I think he's trying to like play this a little bit smart in the sense that I kind of get why he would be servicing for a while before, you know. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like he'd be servicing for a while. Um, As long as he's prepared. But, you know, you dig. (laughs) (laughs) Like it was just the best thing ever. I don't know. (laughs) No one knew. Like, what are you talking about? Morgan tells everyone that she still has some walls up, but she says her and Ben have been friendly. They, like, go to the gym together and, like, do stuff that regular people do. Um, Ben is telling the guys he thinks he could be, like, lovey-dovey if she didn't have these walls up. He doesn't really know how to navigate those. He's used to people being, like, open and loving. Um, I added that last part on. But Mitch says, you know, you got to show interest. And so even if she has walls up, you know, trying to, like, hold her hand or like touch her occasionally not necessarily in a sexual way but just like that you want to be close to her Kristen suggests to Morgan that they go on a date and like try to connect do those things Morgan says she just needs to like take a step back and reset Morgan is so fucked up already and not like that she's, she's bad but she's oh just all over the place mm. um You know, it's only been two weeks, and she has already screwed this up so much in her mind that we're, like you said, we're cruising. Just the cruising. Um, You want to take us into the last bit? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're with Lindy and Miguel. Uh, It seems like we're in the same spot in the bed. I was confused at first. Like, is this the same scene? Um, But Lindy says that she is not proud of the way she spoke to Miguel, Um, but she wasn't feeling heard or secure in what he was telling her. Um, She got very defensive, and she said that you need to see the side of me. You know, there are going to be times where I'm like this. Um, He says that he does not like when she goes to that place, and she does apologize. Um, After all of that, he says that he will put her on his insurance. And she smiles. She's like, that's what I needed to hear. But does she have to take his last name? I think she knows the answer to that, but which is what is it? Yes, is it no? I think it's yes, or it's like you can be on my insurance for the next six weeks. You better do all your doctor's appointments then. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Um, Oh goodness, what a ride! (sighs) What a time it has been. You dig these people? (laughs) Goodness, that'll be the title. You dig? You dig? Or dinner for dessert? What do you say? I had a little dessert. What? After my dinner. <laughs> you dig? <laughs> like, what? <gasps> or oh, I like I that version it. of you. I think that's a good, Ooh, be a good title. Yeah. I don't like that yeah. version There's some good, you. some good quotes this this uh, episode. You which is kinda, you know. I have to stop saying I just, the way that he said, I'm like, Nate, <laughs> what? As pleased as he was with himself. You dig? <laughs> like, and then he, like, giggled. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay. All right. You know? He's, uh-huh. he's living uh-huh. life. Yep. Um, what have you been watching this past week? Oh, man. I you've been in the streets. I have been a bit in the streets, but I finally got around to watching How to Build a Sex Room. 
on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, it is basically this woman who started off as an interior designer, and she would, you know, of course, design rooms and space for people and then she kind of got into designing sex rooms and so now she's working with a bunch of different couples to design like a sex room of their dreams not to be confused with a dungeon but just Mm. like a space for them to explore sexually whatever that couple is interested in so what's the difference i feel like dungeon gives like it's all like bdsm or kink and this isn't that i mean if that's what they're into she'll you know of course play to that but Mm -hmm. um some of these people have like empty spaces to use. Some are using their like their master bedroom or their owner suite, primary suite, um, as their sex room. And so she's creating this space based on whatever they say they're interested in or whatever they want to explore. So some people like you know a lot more sensuality. Mm-hmm. Some people like a little bit more like toys and impact play type of things. Um, so she designs it and you get to see like the outcome and some of these rooms look, I was like, I never thought I needed a sex room, but maybe I would like a sex room, you know, to just, yeah, that sounds nice to have that set up like to your, you and your partner's interest and like have that designated space. Cause I guess like the bedroom works, but this is like the sep- whole, could be a whole separate space, you know, mm-hmm. um, so I was like, this is really interesting. So that's what I've been watching. I'm liking it so far. I'm learning a lot. Um, I would say not safe for work because there are some, um, like some mild nudity um, and some, some kink demonstration things. Um, but very, very interesting. I'm like, wow, I never, never knew what I needed, but now I know. That's wonderful. Next place I live. Just have a little section. Yeah. What about you? What's on your TV? So lately, I've been watching a lot of um, HGTV. Um, So I've Mm -hmm. been watching, I don't even know what the names of these shows are, but they've been doing like demolitions and they'll like renovate these homes like from the ground up. Hmm. And there was this one house that had been like burned down or something. And so they had to like gut it and take it out. Like, I just good bones. I like. I think so. I think it might be with the mom and the daughter, and like the son is one of the demo guys. Yes, yes, so good. Um, So I've been watching that lately, and I've also kind of been catching up on. um, Oh my gosh, what is it called? Um, There's a show called Big Sky that I feel like I've talked about on the show before. I love any show that's like based in Montana. You guys, I'm low. I was gonna say. I think you did tell us about this right after your Yellowstone. Yes. Yeah, so I've been catching up. It's an American crime drama thriller. Honestly, it's all mm. over the fucking place. There's so many um, so many storylines, but my friend and I watch it religiously, so I've been catching up on that. Um, and then I have one show that I'll probably recommend next week because I need to make sure I want to recommend it. Um, but yeah, I've been, you know, dabbling here and there. Hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Well, y'all, we are going to be out of here for now, and we will get back with y'all next week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, share, subscribe, Instagram. Tell your friends. Listen to us. Bye. See ya.